Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at B'nai Torah Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Today's podcast is Celebrating the Child You Have. We all know that real kids are very different than the ones we imagine, and especially different from the ones in books and on social media. This podcast came from a Facebook post that said, that's Casey in the background. This podcast came from a Facebook post that said, Parenthood is about raising and celebrating the child you have, not the child you thought you'd have. It's about understanding your child is exactly the person they are supposed to be. And if you're lucky, they might be the teacher who turns you into the person you're supposed to be. I'm excited to find out what the parents at today's square table are thinking. I'm here today with Alana Lipman and Dylan Jovenet. So I'm curious, who is the child you thought you'd have? And since each of you have two children, mm-hmm. who's the child you thought you'd have each time around? Dylan, will you get us started? Uh, I, I, what well, my first child is nine years old, Lila. I, I actually didn't have expectations. I would. This was such a foreign thing to me, uh, having a child. Um, <laughs> I had no idea what to it's expect. Only, it's only I, my husband. I, yeah, I really had no. I walked into this without expectations. Um, what I found is that uh, I was old enough to be comfortable enough with myself yeah. to accept base, and I think that's really the crux of the issue. Yeah. If you're comfortable with who you are as a person, you will accept your children for what they are, because they're going to be little versions of you, plus or <laughs> minus a little bit. <laughs> oh, um, that would have, okay, I've got like a million <laughs> questions popping into my head. Um, the first one is, <clears throat> that first time when you realize... Oh, this is mirroring back to me. <laughs> it, it's quite disturbing, actually. Uh, and and you, you, you said it perfectly in the preface to this conversation. You said what it teaches you about yourself. I mean, basically, I mean, I, uh, it's shocking to me the first time I resented my daughter for acting just like me. I love it. I was I like, it. I love it. Wow. I just couldn't believe it. Do you remember how old she was? Seven? So, oh, maybe oh, eight. So maybe, you waited maybe a while. No, I mean, you know, she was old enough. I mean, and I just remember looking at her and saying, you know, what are you doing? Or thinking, what are you doing? And, and really stewing on it in my head. And I'm like, she's me. Yeah. And, and that was um, eye-opening. Um, but overall, I, I'm, I'm just, 
I, I don't think those things are in my control. I, I'm not arrogant. I, I'm just not that built in the way where I think I am in charge of any of this stuff. All I can do is try to help her, given that she has the Dylan model, a car, help her learn how to drive the model and, and avoid the walls. Oh, I've got, there's so much to talk about. I mean, because that process of separating us from them, being able to respond with kindness, compassionate, and something that's in any way effective or positive as you see those pieces in ourselves that drive us crazy there's so much and then just about the relationship a relationship with yourself and a relationship a with each of your children and then we'll get to teddy yeah. okay alana give us your um overview of you know who who were the children you thought you might have versus the ones you actually have I mean, honestly, I, I do agree with Dylan. I don't think I necessarily envisioned, you know, we always knew we wanted to, you know, I would have a third, but I don't think we will. But I, we always wanted two children, and I, I, I do agree that I don't think I necessarily had a mold. I wasn't like, okay, this is what our child's going to be. But then again, I was a teacher for, you know, four, four and a half, five years before having Nixon, and... I met every type of kid that there possibly could be in this world, I would like to right. think. Like, I've met the really quiet ones, the very loud ones, the very hyper ones, etc. And I think I had so much experience with children and the personalities that can come with them that I almost was like, okay, so what kind of kid am I going to get? And then, and then, you know, Nixon's obviously, you know, he's a little younger than Dylan's little girl, and... He's already such a personality, and he's such a force of nature, and I see, yeah. I, I literally see so much of both of me and my husband mm -hmm. that it's just, it, it, it's, inc it's insane. And, you know, Casey's too young now to even, like, know what he's going to be like, but I can already see he's very determined. Yeah. He's a very determined little boy. Like, he wants his way when he wants his way, and I, I guess it's just, like, you know, you have to steer them. Yeah, you do. You have to give them yeah. that... I, I don't like to squash behavior like that. That's not my style. Like, I, I Nixon is very, he's a free spirit, but he's also very strong-willed. And I don't want to, him to ever lose that. So I think that it's, no, I didn't have a mold. There wasn't something I thought, but I knew, I knew I was in for it. I did, I did. I knew I was in for an exciting ride. I could, that much I can say. I think, and, and and we're missing two other people at the table today. So we're gonna. To, I'm gonna to try to represent that voice for the for the parent who has the child that isn't what they expected, mm. because I think our world creates this image of what kids are supposed right. to be. Yeah. So while you were both very open to um, finding out who your children were as original, unique personalities and. Every, all of them are. Um, the question is, when you feel, because we live in such a judgy world, I think that's a big part of the, the child I have versus the child I should have. Oof, and that is that. No, that is, it's true. How do you, when your child doesn't fit or conform, um, because, because you are free, because you honor each child's free spirit, your children may, you may come up against that, whether it's a stranger or a family member or somebody that just looks with those eyes like, hmm, is that how your child should Oh, I've definitely, oh my God, I've definitely seen that. Not family members. But, sure. So how, yeah. how do you go through that process that of the judginess? Because I think... As Dylan said, it comes with a certain maturity of acceptance of yourself and your child 
but sometimes that comes through life, not mm. because you just have it. Um, so what is that process of coming to, um, to, to guide, protect, and honor your child when when they're not the way other when they're not conforming to the world. I mean, I can honestly say I remember the first time Nixon, you know, I'm not I don't hide it. My child has temper tantrums and they're they can be mild and they can be really bad. Mm-hmm. And the first time I'm so sorry. And the first time that he had one of his major meltdowns, you know, we like to call them his meltdowns, his moments in time. I was beside myself. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, what is wrong with you? What are you doing right now? Why are you behaving this way? Right. And, and then, like, my husband, who had literally zero experience with children, like, had Nixon, and he will be the first to admit, like, he does not know what to do with the baby. Now Casey's at the age where he knows what to do with him and he's comfortable. But when Nixon had that first meltdown, he was the one that was like, he's whatever, one and a half, two years old. Like, what? what what are you doing right now? Why are you beating yourself up over behavior that you truly cannot control right now? You can say a million times, that's not okay. Make better choices. He's not. <laughs> every like, cliche. Of I know everything that, like anything a teacher, an early childhood teacher would say, and that is honestly why I love early childhood education so much. Like you'll never find me in an elementary school because I love, like, I love this age. I love... I love just, like, the, the newness of everything in life to them and their excitement about the littlest things. He's like, what are you going to do? What are you going to say to him? He's like, let him just tantrum. Like, let him do it. And then once he's done, like, try to find, find a light. And then, you know, and then he was right. And after that, like, yeah, don't get me wrong. There's days where I am tired. And the tantrums are tiring and they're exhausting and they're horrible. But then sometimes I'm just like, I have you always in the back of my mind. It's like, you know, this is a... And same thing with Tina. Miss Tina said it too. Like, they are three years years old. You are 32. Like, think about how you handle something. And then think about how a three-year-old handles it. And how life and the world is all new to them. And I, that is now my mantra. Like, I'm like, So what you just said in there. That's life now. I think there's a huge, there's two huge parenting um, sanity savers. And that is, first, let it be. And then look for the light. I mean, that look for the light, um, but af- but while you're also embracing and accepting, I yeah. think is essential. And that's just, yeah. But I think what you've just touched on, and I'm going to come to you, Dylan, in that situation, is that is this idea of why are they behaving this way? Mm-hmm. And so... The, the uncertainty, the black hole, the confusion, yeah. and then that expectation yeah. on ourselves that say, I'm supposed to yeah. understand. Mm. I'm supposed to be the all-knowing, yeah. all-wise. Yeah. No. I'm supposed no. to have an answer <laughs> and a fix it every step mm. of the way. I think that might be the heart and soul of the struggle of your child not being who you think they should be because mm. it's the... I don't get this and I'm supposed to. And so you have to go through this mm. inner process that says, I may not understand it, but I'm 33 and I will understand it if I take enough time, pause, reflection, and conversation with my partners and my friends, that my family, that I could really understand this. But I don't have to have every answer in every moment all the time. Dylan, the... Where, where that moment happens when your children aren't 
conforming mm. to some convention, even if it's not the one well, that came from within I you. I mean, I spent my t- my teenage years and my 20s <laughs> tripping on psychedelics just to get an experience like this. So this is an exciting experience to me. I mean, I don't know anything that's going to happen. Could you imagine taking them now? Uh, no, never. No, 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 no. I mean... <laughs> There's a whole other podcast. Right. Parenting, parenting oh. is the psychedelic. Right. It is I the knew, ultimate psychedelic. So, uh, yeah, I, I, you know... I, He's one of my people. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean... Explain that, please. This is what such is a... So, basically, if you're doing that kind of stuff, you got to accept, like, this is an out-of-body experience. It's completely different. you got to be able to go into the bathroom once in a while and say, okay, you're just high. You know, calm down. Everything's fine. you into the bathroom. Right, right. Here, here it's just... It helped me when somebody said to me, you're, you know, the way they looked at parenting was... Their job was to teach them how to react to life. So I've learned through my own experience that my job, the only job I really have is to teach them how to react to life. Because that's what it's about for me. I want you to see how I react if someone cuts me off. If, if something bad happens, I'm going to show you how to act cool when that kind of stuff happens. That's my job. Because I want to raise a kid who's balanced, who can handle the difficulties that life is going to throw, and... Um, that's just cool under pressure. Okay, so you have, I don't even, I have, again, so many questions. I have the two questions. One is, how do you do that differently, I assume, with each of your children? Because each of their children asks something different from Mm -hmm. you and presents different situations. And then the second is, where does that trip you up? Because easier said than done. Yeah. So one is a reflection on you, which is where where do I where do those skills or that perspective not come naturally? And how do I manage my life and myself in order to be available to teach them how to respond to theirs? And second, for each of your children. Well, that's a pretty intense question. Um, which is easier? You, 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 yeah. had, you had a you had a spark in your eye when I said each of your children. Well, they're very, this very, yeah, they're very you. different. And let me just start off by saying that I'm cheating here because you are uh, mom. My wife is with the kids a lot more than me. And I mean, I gotta say this for the record: it's easier to kind of just pop in. Well, I mean, I spend a I'm a very hands-on father. But a hands-on father is different than a hands-on mother. No, no, you're like the same as my husband. Yeah, you're around. I'm around 100% yeah. engaged. My husband's a co- soccer coach, you know. But yeah, yeah, still, I do the same thing. I coach and all these other things. But it's still, you're working and he's still, working. Yeah, right, around. exactly. And, totally. that, and that is, so I just want to say that all the mothers, uh, anybody listening to this, that I do respect and understand that distinction. Um, and it is different when I have them, let's say, by myself for the whole weekend. <laughs> uh, Sunday, I'm not as cool and magnanimous, you know, you uh, uh, at you peace go. with my environment as I am, you know, popping in and out. Um, well, more than that. But um, my children are f- very different. Lila is a, you know, free spirit, kind of come and go, just go with the flow. Basically, if you look at it in, 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 in a Sun Tzu way of, of looking at it, she's, a, she's water. She flows with her environment. Teddy's a fixed position fighter. He's rock, you know. I mean, he's fixed. Okay, so that's Fundamentally a different example yeah. of each child exactly as they are. Right. It's amazing. And I, because Lila's the only child I've ever had before Teddy, I didn't know. This has been a complete surprise for me. Uh, it's been eye-opening. And, and you've had to adapt to 100%. Each of I've had to adapt, and, and it took me a while. I was caught flat-footed. 
because, you know, I was expecting one and I got pushed back a little bit. Like, oh, you know, Teddy's the kind of person who cleans up after himself. He's very organized. He'll walk over to a place and lay things in a room. Like, you know what? Either he's going to make a great sanitation, a garbage man, or, um, you know, or he's going to be running some complex logistics organization. Like, he's, that's the way he sees the world. He's an organized uh, little. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. Um, it took me, you know, it took me a while, but again, I defer to, you know, I, I'm Dylan. Everybody, you have to be yourself because everyone else is taken. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, it's really that And simple. it's the idea that if you keep struggling against it, oh, you realize that to be that's just not, I mean, if you keep doing what doesn't work, your frustration is just off the charts. And so you realize if I don't adapt to each of my children, if I don't meet them exactly where they are, here today and in general. Uh, um, life would be painful. Life that would just be a painful way f- to exist. I couldn't think of a more painful way, frankly, than not to accept things as they are, not hope them, not you deny the reality because it doesn't fit in with something you think. I couldn't think of a harder way to live. Uh, Which is the the purpose of the podcast. See me, hear me, love me with each person you meet, with Mm. yourself, with each of your children. Um, Alana, how do you... How do how do you change um, for each of your children? How do you have to adapt for them? Well, you know, Casey's still so little, but I do like Nixon sounds a lot like you know how Teddy kind of he's you know, I wouldn't use the word organized, but he's he's very bright, he's very precise in what he he knows. Like, he, like I said, he's very strong willed, and I have accepted that about him, and I don't try to change that about him. I think it's like the best thing about him is that he is determined and strong-willed and, like, knows what he wants in life and what he wants in general. So I think, but since, you know, like I said, he's still so little, but I can see such differences in them, even as, like, at him as a baby. He's a lot more just, like, rough and, like, and, like, that. I hate to, I hate the whole, like, boy, girl, but he's very, like, boy in that. and very masculine in that way, Casey. And not that Nixon's not, but Casey is. And I think that with Nixon, I, I shouldn't be so cautious or whatever but I'd like to use the word cautious gentle because I know that he's a little bit more of a sensitive soul Mm -hmm. and I love that about Mm -hmm. him I love that he's sensitive and that you know sometimes yeah can it be very you know exhausting or can it be very you know Mm -hmm. trying at moments yeah but it's also he's he's very sensitive about his own feelings but he's also very sensitive to other people's feelings and he know like for a four-year-old, just a newly four-year-old, he's very in tune with people and with emotions. My so I, like that. yeah, and I, I think it's yeah, he's very empathetic, and it's it's beautiful to see in a child, and it's it's very nice to see that in such a young child too, because he started kind of displaying these mm-hmm. things probably around three. So I think you know, like I said, you know, he's still so little, Casey. So I don't really, I'm not sure how I'm going to navigate that because he displays such a different skill set. I'll say, sure. but. With Nixon, like, I have learned to, you know, adapt to his feelings and try to be sensitive to how he's feeling and how he feels about others and things like that. So I I, I have, like, and I know for my husband, too, my husband's, like, he's also very masculine, like, play college football and he fishes and he does all these things. So I think for my husband as well, and I shouldn't speak for him, but I can just see just from the way he is as a father with Nixon, he, too, has adapted to, like, okay, like, he's different than us. Like, he is sensitive. Like, he needs to be sometimes in, like, I don't want to use the word, we don't coddle him, but we do sometimes because I don't want him to feel as though, like, he can't be, he can't cry or he can't be, I I always tell him, like, cry. 
Go for it. Cry. Doesn't mean you're going to get your way. But, right. like, yeah. you know what I mean? Knock but, yourself yeah, out. Yeah, knock yourself out. Like, yeah. I'm all about it. And, yeah, like, same too. thing. Like, I don't... I, I think that, like you said, like, our society puts so much pressure on children and creates these labels and of how they should be and they shouldn't be that it's like... Who are you to say they should be or shouldn't be this way? But isn't our job as parents to really block that, ignore that, and just really... They're in the cheap seat society. Totally. Are you kidding? The average IQ in this country is going to tell me how to raise my kid? Totally. Are you freaking kidding me? But there's me? just so much pressure on children to be and to do. And, like, you know, we talked about the other podcast. Like, if my kid's not reading by kindergarten... They're going to learn how to read. Yeah, they'll be fine. Whether they're in yeah. kindergarten or second grade, they're going to yeah. learn how to read. Wouldn't you prefer your child to be a yeah. normal human being? My mom used to say yeah. to me when we used to get uptight about the diapers, you know, he's got a potty trainer. She goes, I promise, by the time he goes to college, he won't be wearing diapers. Yeah, that was like my mom's You know, I mean, don't worry about it. I promise. You know. Totally. Uh, and yeah. like, you know, like, you know, it's just, I think we do buy into these, you know, like, like judgments and like, it's like, oh, if our kid's not doing this. And I take like I'm very conscious about it like that is something I'm extraordinarily conscious about is feelings and the way we interpret the world to our children because I think the more pressure that is put on us as parents that so that they're doing this by this age or they're you know they're meeting this mile it's like great milestones great like you know I went to Nixon's four-year checkup it's like is he doing this the answer was yes to everything because he is doing all these things but it's like okay like so he doesn't know if like purple and blue like it's just like okay he'll, he'll figure it out right, like exactly. it's just things like that but it's unfortunate we so, as parents have to be conscious one of the things that comes to my mind especially when you talk about the judgment or those conventions out there um and and i think both of you are really good at this but i don't know if it was a journey for you and that is i used to say like if you don't feel alone in some of your parenting decisions you may not be doing this you know as heartfully as you might and so, because I think that sometimes it's very, very lonely to stand contrary to whatever those norms are and to be able to stand with a child who need, you know, especially a sensitive child or a girl who's, you know, the the children that are breaking the conventions. The girls um, who are into sports and don't care for all the girlies. Or stuff, who yeah. are you know, a little rough around the edges. You know, sports are fine as long as you are a rule follower and you're polite. But if you're a little bossy and mean, then there are skills to... (laughs) Um, (laughs) Nixon's... Sorry, Casey's Casey's taken apart the room in a best way. Um, But so do you think... Is it hard to be alone? Or where do you get what you need to do what's right for your children to help them manage what they need to manage? Mm, uh, I don't know. Dylan, you take that one first. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, fair enough. I don't know that I'm a good person for this because I'm an outlaw. I don't really give up what people think about me for the most part. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, yeah. I'm very comfortable standing alone. Um, what if your child is the one standing alone? Then, so, I mean, look, it's easier said than done. I haven't experienced that yet, okay? So okay, I just okay. want to say, and I also want to say that there are some kids that I've observed that are true emotional issues, and I'm not speaking to that. My kids' emotional issues are well within the means and the yeah, norm and the tantrum. Nixon, so I can't So I'm not any parent listening to this who mm. has a kid who's literally doing things that I'm not, I'm not familiar with. Yeah. That. I'm not speaking to that. I'm talking about within the, the norm, yeah. okay? So I just want to say that. Um, I, you know... I, my job is, it's like a lion. They teach their kids, they're, they're young, how to hunt and how to deal with their environment. My job is to teach her how to deal with her environment as she is, and, and Teddy. That's it. I don't, 
I, it, you know, I mean, there's a Dylan's job and then God's job. And I know where my role is. And God's in charge of all of it. And my job is just to show up and do my best. I, I don't put that much pressure on myself. Okay, right to my next question. Do you feel like you're enough yeah. to give them what Compared to the competition? <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? I feel like I'm really, I mean, my child has every, my children have every advantage that I, I mean, come on. Please. Because, and the reason I'm too I arrogant ask, to that ask me that question. is because <laughs> when you asked that question, when, when we went to that first, why is my child behaving this way? Why is my child, and we don't want to say different because it's not different from who they are. It's different from something, some measure outside of themselves or yourselves. And, and, and so you come at this knowing you have all of the tools and the inquiry to answer any question and be there for anything your child needs at any time. I don't automatically assume that. I think I'd be in trouble if I did. Mm-hmm. All I know is that I, I'm okay with myself and I've done okay and, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll figure you it out. You know, I mean, there ain't nothing that I haven't, no. you know, I mean, come on. I mean, no, I'm 46. What? I've seen enough about the human experience to this point to guide my nine and uh, three-year-old. We'll be it goes okay. to your point. Yeah. You know, who's three and who's 33? Right. No matter who you are, you have more experience, yeah. more insight, yeah. and the ability to stand back and reflect on something that that um, that there is a solution to any struggle, any dilemma, and any I'm, challenge. And I'm not afraid to take a pause. I mean, I think that that's the biggest blessing I learned as I got older, and only comes with age for me, yeah. is I learned that I don't have to have the answer today. I can marinate on the issue, yeah. and I can think about it, and maybe I'll know tomorrow. Exactly. I'm not going to day trade the experience. Oh, no, I'm not going to go up and down emotionally, yeah. up and down emotionally. With kids, that's there it. should be no, like, end-all, be-all, because, yeah. like, they're changing every yeah. day. They're changing every week. You know, they're changing every moment. Like, one minute they're doing this, the next moment they're doing, you know? So I think that, you know, I think, I personally think kids have definitely toughened me up a little bit. I admit that I can be sensitive at times. I'm 100%. Okay. Oh, do you want the straw? Oh, um, thank you. Um, they've definitely toughened me up. Like, I am sensitive at times, and I'm not as sensitive as I probably once was. But, um... I don't really care anymore what people think. I, I, I used to care a lot more. There's definitely days where I'm, sometimes I revert back to that. But, sure. you know, if I'm having a rough day or whatever, you know, yesterday, yesterday, good example. Yesterday was a rough day. I, I was just taking things, you know, I was, I knew I was going to be the last parent at pickup at camp. I knew, and I was just like rushing there and the light was out and the, you know, and I was just, I got there and I was just taken aback. Like when they said something to me about it, I was just so upset over it. And Lane's like, what are you so upset about? You, Cause you were the last mom at the pickup Somebody's line. going to be the last. Right. And then I, and then, you know, I had to hear about it when I was already feeling guilty about it. You know what I mean? So I think, yes, they've toughened me up, but there's always those days and like, yeah. you take a pause and you say, all right. Really? Am I really going to sit here and stew over this and just take it and move on? And, like, I think that's where, you know, they say, like, partners, they balance you out. You know, Blaine is so chill in that sense that, like, you know, it's, it's good to sometimes, like, he just looked at me, like, and he was like, move on. It's over. It's cool. And knowing yeah. those vulnerabilities. Yeah, and I, and I accept it, though. Like I said, like, I know I can be sensitive at times, but I do believe they have toughened me up and they've kind of given me, like, that, whatever, who cares? The bigger perspective. Yeah, like, whatever. Like, judge me, judge my kid. My kid's yelling in Target that he yeah. wants, like, a whole entire bag of Starbursts. I buy them. I don't care. Like, judge me that my kid is, like, shoving them in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. You know, like... I, shame. I, yeah, shame. Like, that's what I'm saying. Shame. But, and that's why, like, I, like I said, I'm very conscious of behavior 
and of actions and of words and things like that, especially when I'm around the kids or whatever. And when I hear other people doing it, like I, you know, it hurts to hear it because you don't want to ever hear people shame. But, you know, listen, we're all guilty at times of things. But it's once again, it all comes back to society. It all comes back to the society we unfortunately live in and like with... Labels because you are in the fishbowl in this culture. Uh, totally. For parents. And it doesn't matter if your kid age. is yeah. seven, nine, two, yeah. four. Like it's, it's all, there's always going to be judgment. The, any thoughts on that, Dylan? I agree with her. 100%. Dylan's having a great time with, with yeah, Casey here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, Casey's. Yeah. The, um, I mean, the, the thing that this podcast means to me is, is the shift from parenting and raising children. As a, in a certain way, by a book, by a strategy. Yeah, no book here. <laughs> the, versus when you raise the child that you're actually given mm. from the person you actually are in the, in the setting that you're actually in, mm. then it shifts it to not about like controlling this 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 one way process but it's about this relationship. And and I think the key for me into that way of looking at it was acceptance. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. It, you know if you need a key to unlock that door for me it was like I have I have two choices I can accept reality or get dragged by it. Get dragged by it. Yeah. 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 And that's what happens if you don't accept things. So so what I want to talk about next is the second part of that mm-hmm. quote that we opened with, and that is once you accept your child, each child as they are, they will become your teachers. They will then shape oh, this relationship, oh yes. this process. Comment. I mean, so it's so and you said whether it was a whether it was and I don't think you didn't say this, but one way is, you know, what if a little bit of Nixon sensitivity you know, is part of this mirror to your sensitivity. A hundred percent. I think that's where, because I know my husband isn't very sensitive. I mean, he is, but he's, I mean, he's sensitive. He's just made up differently. He's, he's made not, up differently. He's, not he's a he's lot more of a tougher exterior. Like, yeah. he's just tough, and he, unfortunately in life, has had to go through emotional things that, you know, a lot of younger, and when he was younger, they didn't have to, he didn't have to go through in terms of loss and things like that. So I think it toughened him up and hardened him in a way. And... I am a more sensitive soul in that way, and I think that Nixon does have that for me. So when I see that in him, I I can be very empathetic to it. Sometimes, like I said, it can be annoying. It can be like, okay, don't be so sensitive over that. But I'm not th- I'm not four. You know, I'm not four years old. I'm 32, and, and I can manage my feelings better. And but at the end of the day, like I don't put so much pressure on myself to always be the one to fix it like he has wonderful teachers and I will give credit to that like three was the three out of the last four years of his life three year, three years old was the hardest year in terms of I think he just wants the straw so he wants yeah. strong um in terms of learning who he is and his personality and I will credit his teachers from this past year because Miss Pam and Miss Tina were like like all stars, like yeah. they, like they know, they know that they. This year was challenging. So and like, when we look at this as a relationship, we're looking at this as sometimes embracing struggle, yeah, and always embracing process. For me, the the most, um, well, I got to tell you, I you know I was in, I wanted to walk back to my therapist's office and say it wasn't all my mom's fault. <laughs> <laughs> now that I could see my child, I think I put too much responsibility on my mother because sure. this is the way I was built. That's right. yeah. I didn't really know that. So that's what my, my daughter taught me. She taught me really a lot about myself. 
It was quite alarming, actually, and sometimes. And I was like, wow. Oh, so that's not mommy's fault. How interesting is that? And to allow yourself to be both alarmed and amazed. And, and amazed, you know, yeah. What an experience. That's what I'm talking about. It's like tripping. It's like such a trip. Yeah. Um, you know, it really it, is. It, like it you, really is. It's like an out-of-body. You're like, whoa, yeah. whoa, this oh, yeah. is me, or it's, this is your wife or my husband, and you see these behaviors like... He is, like, you know, they can be stubborn as all hell. And, like, I know that I'm not, I can be, but I'm not as stubborn as my husband. Do you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. see these yeah. traits that come out and you're just like, whoa, okay, all right. Forget the whole they look like you, this person, you know, forget the looks yeah. because that's nothing. It's the personality that, like, mm-hmm. when it starts shining through and that for three, three years old was our year of, mm. whoa, <laughs> like, whoa, personality. Like, two was, was a breeze. There was no yeah, problem at two, right. you know? So it's like you... Each year, each age, every, like each month, something new is happening, and it's like it's an unfolding. Get, just and it put is. your seatbelt on and just keep on going, yeah. and like it's like a wild ride. It is it, like I kind of feel, and I don't, I, I don't think it's true with you two, but I'm gonna put it out there just for the sake of putting it out there, and that is, you've mentioned your husband a couple times, and and the partnership in this, um, and the different and children's different personalities. What I think the question that that feels like you're not supposed to say it out oh, loud say it. is yeah. that <laughs> is what, is it? Yeah. what if what if one of you is better at handling a moment or a child's strengths or vulnerabilities oh, better than he another? Is, oh, he, Are you, yeah, yeah. How yeah. you get to the this isn't you know like I I just abdicate like this is not in my wheelhouse I don't have this I think we split it yeah I think she's better at some things yeah. and I'm just better at something that you really have to honor I think it's each day I think Stacy has a real good circle of competence yeah. and I think I have a real good circle yeah. of competence and I think that when I'm starting to feel at the end of my tether she's cool totally and, and vice versa really I think that's the but, same but that us. it goes back to the enoughness of, of being able to say you know what I don't have to have every answer yeah. I don't have to be good in every situation. Those I've bad days that. are I've accepted really that. There we go with the yeah. word acceptance. And just, I, I you know, have. I don't have to. Taking the pressure off. I have Taking accepted the it. And because that's yeah. so much a part of... In the of beginning, it used to be, oh, oh, well, you're the early childhood educator. You have the masters in that. You should know that. Gosh, and that's a like, lot of pressure. Yeah, it is a lot of wow. pressure. And, like, no, my husband didn't say that to me. There would be times you'd be like, well, you have to know the answer to this, right? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know the effing answer. Like, the, this is my kid now. And I say that all the time to parents. Like, it is huh. so different than when, like, it's your child. Like, this past year, this is a good example. Like, I said to Tina, oh, my gosh, like, you think I would know this? And she just like, okay, well, this is your child now. So, no, you shouldn't know it. So the contradiction like, of yeah. and it's they the are truth. your yeah. children. You know them better and than anyone else will ever know nope. them. And there'd be days. And you also cannot know everything but about each situation. Exactly. And, like, I, you know, and I, first of all, when it came to babies, no, I did not know. I was not, I'm not like a huge baby person. I love my babies. I love to hold my friends' babies. But no, I don't, I'm not a baby person. I love this. I love one-year-olds. I love two-year-olds. I love that. That is like, I love it, love it, love it. And I think that in the beginning, sure, yeah, maybe I knew the answer over Blaine. But over time, like as we evolve as parents, because it is like an evolution of like, you start at point A and you're like, oh, this cute little baby alien, great. And then, you know, they start like moving and talking and actually being real human beings who are, you know, have opinions. There are days that he does handle it better. Like, you're right. I'm with him all the time. I am with Casey 24-7. Yeah. Like, Nixon's in school. He goes to camp. You know, he has his and life. And that's the other thing I think it's important. I yeah. think it's important to be able to look at your, your spouse 
Yeah. And know when they need a timeout. <laughs> you know, like totally. when they need a timeout. It's, like, it's like wrestling when you tag the person out. <laughs> when you, you know what I mean? Your tether, like, yeah. you know, your wife comes yeah. in and she just handles it. Yeah. And that is. Yep. That is something we have become really mm. good at, you know, and we. That's become, great. Yeah, that's I, a great I can, sign. You know, we all we own like we both know that there are days where it's like oh, I'm no. handling it, I'm handling yeah. it, and then I'm like, oh my god, just stop! You're annoying. Yeah. Please stop! And like I'm like Blaine, just just go. Because yeah. it, not only is the child not going to be the child you thought they were going to be or they're supposed to be, but you will never be the parent. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that that yeah. it will that, that that everyone thinks you should be in right. every in yeah. every moment. Yeah. It can't happen. It's a tough business to focus on those yeah. things. No. That's a bad yeah. business. Um, it's a lot of investment, emotional investment, very little a lot return. Of pressure. Yeah. In that thought. Yeah, when you have when, when you care about what people think of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big investment in emotions, yeah. very little return. You're never gonna satisfy yeah. anybody. Right. right. It's a but, tough business. But the investment in this relationship um, is 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 always going to be okay because it's about a relationship that's very forgiving whether it's forgiving mm. of you for yourself of you for your partner or most importantly for your children being the children that they are in any yeah. stage and I agree and I also have the habit and it helps me to say this to Lila don't worry you'll talk about this with your therapist when you're in your 20s <laughs> uh, you tell her how bad therapy, I was as a father therapy, therapy, I don't care everything. you don't like this fine talk to your therapist in 20 years from now you'll be bitching about me in front of your therapist I don't care <laughs> doesn't bother me at all. And so, at her age, how does she respond to she, that? At first, she didn't understand it. Then we saw some sticky sitcom where she started understanding the therapist dynamic, and she started laughing. Said, knock yourself out. Complain all you want. I'm a, if she throws tantrums in, in the store, or well, Teddy, I know. I'm a terrible parent. I know. You've got it so too. bad. I, I hear it. I'm like, I'm the worst. I'm what terrible. Oh, my God. It's like, go find a better mom. And right. one time, Nick's looked at me, he goes... There isn't a better mommy. Uh, right. Because there's just a mommy that will say yes. And I'm like, you're so smart. Please stop talking. You're, yes, yes. Direct perfect. Sp- and really when was. you can say it out loud, it does take you know, like, I don't want oh, a it different does. mommy. It does. Yeah. It's a little mechanism. These little mechanisms. Because when we put it into, into light right. and yeah. air, yeah. Um, oh, I say it, it all the time. The oh, you have the worst life. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's so, so tough. Deprived. Living in Boca and a home. Yeah. So many. I feel so bad for you. Going to Benet Torah preschool. Right. Oh, really rough. God, life is so <laughs> rough. Times rough. Around here. Yeah, what are we gonna do, <laughs> you guys? It's yeah. so true. It and also so helps take pressure from people looking at you if you're in a public place. Well, that's the when thing. you start doing that's that, it reframes the conversation. Was... Instead of concerned looks, you start yeah. getting laughs. That first temper tantrum in public, I was just like, oh my god, and like, please, like. Do you see that person ever again? Like, no. do you know that woman? Like, it's like no. It's like, okay, so move on. Your kid had a temper tantrum. I'm just like, I'm sure her kid had a temper tantrum one day. Like, and that's just life. Or will. And will, or you know, what? Oh my goodness, Casey. Now you're like undressing. Um, well, I love this. I think that the wisdom here is so valuable for parent sanity, <laughs> but most importantly for raising children that will truly honor who they are as they're going out there in the world on their own. So um, the wrap-up is always the same. How have you got this? Um, whether it's raising the child that the children you actually have or being the parent that you actually are. It's a one-day-at-a-time for me thing. Yeah. I need to slow it down. Take yeah. the pressure off so and just accept that this is every day it's a new thing and just chill out. That's Slow how I down. have it. And focus on the pause. Yeah. And please focus take care on of pausing. yourselves along yeah, the way. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. the only way I got, quote unquote, got this. Yeah. If I ever say that out loud, the rug gets pulled right out from under <laughs> me. So I don't got anything except one day at a time. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I, 
you know, it sounds probably cliche or whatever. You know, I really, I know for me and, you know, my husband, like, we just want to raise, we just want to raise good people and we want to raise kind people. And if that means taking a pause, taking one day at a time and just accepting today for what today was and is, then like, all right, you know what, tomorrow's a new day. And like, I, I really do constantly think that because like, I just, and I always say, oh, I don't want you to grow up. I want you to, but it's like, I do want you to grow up. Right. And I do love babies and I do love this time with them, but just making, like taking that pause and realizing, okay, today was a <laughs> shitty day. <laughs> like tomorrow will be a better day. And you know, you are who you are mm. and continuing just to continue that, that, strong-willed or whatever it may be that yeah. behavior but just steering it in like that positive direction and just I being a, just being a good human and like That's caring it. about people and if that means taking a break take a break and learn from it i'm having an aha here because what i please, what i re- stop, just please. realized is when you say you got this um you were like i never have this but when we say it to our children mm. it's, it is a see me have love me it's mm. a you got this because I believe in you exactly mm. as you are. And so there is this thing out there that says, not only you got this, but I've got you. And if we put both of those together, that is, uh-huh. then it's you got this as imperfectly as you are. Mm. And I am so proud to know you. Thank you both oh, thank very, you. very much. Thank you. Thank you. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me seeing little people learn and grow, listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey, loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules, you write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to the front and the follow for the song listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.